0: Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Have You Seen, the first Have You Seen of 2012, the year in which either the Mayans or Roland Emmerich will kill us all. Uh, I'm Kieran Lefort and opposite me as always is Tom Webb. Hello Tom. Hello. Yeah. You seem miles away today. Has this I table got longer? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: um, at the end of... Well, somewhere in the middle, like two-thirds of the way through episode five, uh, you talked about a couple of movies you wanted to go and see over the Christmas period. Yes. I've managed is. to see both of them.
1: Lucky you, because I haven't seen either. Oh, nice. Uh,
0: and a whole bunch of other films uh, I watched over, over the Christmas period as well. Okay. A long list. I imagine you did as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had, had some free time, so... Shall we... Uh,
0: you want a little chat about them? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Do you want to go first? Draw. Uh, well, why don't I talk about
1: the the two you wanted to see, which yeah, were... Yeah. Uh, they were Mission Impossible Four Ghost Pro. No, sorry, I'll get that right because it's Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mission so, uh, Mission
0: Cone Impossible Hyphen mm. da- Ghost Protocol. Something.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Because they've some for some reason they've dropped the well, numbers. Mission, impo-
0: mission Improvable, as I saw it listed, somewhere, <laughs> and uh, Mission Impossible Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is a franchise that, mashup for you. Yeah, that would be pretty good at. <laughs> can can tom cruise save dan Aykroyd's career probably not no i can
0: some i can review them pretty quickly actually okay sherlock holmes boo mission impossible yay
1: okay why not why not sherlock holmes it lost me pretty much at the beginning right um Is, is it just a bit more of the same not quite as
0: good it's a sequel in all that entails
1: right okay
0: it makes less sense I was at the press conference where they admitted they kind of didn't really pay attention to the script when they were filming.
1: Yeah, that never goes well.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it just didn't grab me. There's some good stuff in it. I think it gets better as it goes along. Right. Uh, I'm not entirely sure it makes sense. No. Um, But then you
1: don't think any blockbuster makes sense. No, true. Uh,
0: What I did like is the um, the, the face-off between moriarty and Holmes, right which despite coming at least two films too early
1: <laughs> right
0: is handled very well okay uh, i'm not going to spoil how it's done
1: no no i'd still want to see it but
0: um, you get a battle of brawn and a battle of wits oh, okay effectively at the same time it's very cleverly done i like that bit yeah. a lot, and i like the ending mm-hmm. but the previous kind of two hours didn't didn't do an awful lot for me
1: okay what about mission impossible why that why was that good
0: that 's just a hell of a lot of fun yeah it 's a big, silly action film yeah i 'm not entirely sure that makes sense either, no. um, but
1: but in this one, you could switch that bit of your head off so it goes. well, it made
0: enough sense, I think and right it 's Mission impossible, so it 's going to be outlandish from the get go
1: yeah, yeah I think I think that 's part of the problem. That I, I see in the way you watch films like that is that there are sometimes, if it's foreshadowed as being this is gonna be stupid, yeah. you're generally fine with it. Context, and then it, yeah, set up exactly, your world and yeah. work within it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's when something something starts off like it should make sense and then veers off track, which yeah. is where you you, you start getting yeah. that angry face. Yeah, <laughs> what angry <laughs> face? I am I am an angelic
0: cherub. I don't have an angry face. Really, those that know you will know what I mean. <laughs> Mission Impossible then yeah. um, uh, should be seen in IMAX. I think. Okay, uh, no, I was
1: debating that. I still don't think I'm going to get the opportunity to go and see an IMAX.
0: Or, or have it works money fine to without. So, it works fine without. IMAX is expensive. Yeah, I parted with the best part of seventeen pounds to see that. Yeah, at the BFI IMAX in London. See, I mean
1: that's when you know if you if there's two of you going, no, I mean that's a lot of money. And if, and if you've got to trek all the way into London, yeah. you've got to pay for travel, yeah. which you know, I think. Uh, uh, say for example a return ticket from the station where i live is 30 quid so that's 60 quid plus the two lots of 17 quid plus yeah, yeah, yeah. having to buy some dinner while you're out there so you're spending you're it. into a ton
0: already aren't exactly you? it's yeah. like
1: 100 120 quid so i'm not sure as much as i want to see it that i want to spend. all right well maybe money, so. maybe you should just rent the
0: blu-ray i think i probably will. Uh, yeah. but yeah. um it, the imax photography is stunning right the particularly the burj khalifa sequence yeah which uh it, Everybody will have seen the trailer of Tom Cruise climbing the outside of the the, the biggest building in the world, mm. the giant Chinese skyscraper hotel. Yeah, uh, that is just vertigo in a bottle. All right. It's. Uh, it, um, I think the way I described it to you is it, it will make your nipples hard and your nuts shrink. Yeah. Watching it. Um, yeah. The, there's there's a particular shot of a helicopter flying all the way over the top. Wow. No, sorry, from a helicopter flying all the way over the top mm. over the over the peak of the building. All right. Um, and the stuff with Cruz hanging on to the outside, when you know it is actually him hanging mm. on to the outside, is terrifying.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Tom Cruise is one of those actors that gets gets flack just because he's a he's a big movie star, and and I think that he he deserves a lot of credit for doing his stunts the way he does them. I and mean, there must be times when he uses a double, but then th- there
0: is, now there's you bring up there's an interesting credit, right? There is no credit for Tom Cruise's stunt double. Right. There's a credit for Ethan double.
1: Ethan is his character. A, yeah. 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 I'm, I mean, I'm sure there must be... I mean... He's, he's, he's not going to be allowed to do everything. Exactly. The insurance is going to stop them from doing some things, are yeah. not they? But, yeah, I, I mean, it is a definite credit to him that he will, you know, he's got the guts to do stuff. Absolutely. Like that, I mean, I'm, yeah. I think most, most actors would shrink at the thought of being on the side of that building.
0: Yeah. It's a... Uh, it is... It, one of the most tense movie scenes of the year right um yes all in all thumbs up oh cool okay i really enjoyed so what else did you get to see uh well hold on i need to turn on my trusty fruit flavored uh, telephonic communications device uh muppet christmas carol which has to be watched right uh i watched shall we dance again with my girlfriend yeah. for her her benefit right mostly which seemed to go down pretty well that's good um my telephonic device has rotated and I now i can't read um we watched The Rock. Right. Because Sean Connery had come up in conversation. Yeah. And we were in the mood for a stupid action film. Perfect. So I found that and uh, we watched that. I love that film. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Michael Bay will never do any better than that film. Despite what you may say about Transformers Dark of the Moon, Michael Bay will never be any better than The Rock.
1: Well, I, 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 I will agree with you on that because although I love Transformers, I can see that The Rock is a better constructed film.
0: Mostly because it actually has a script. Yeah. Yeah, uh, ghost written. Well, not kind of doctored by some people who know how to doctor scripts. Mm, yeah. So, um, God, I've completely forgotten their names. Quentin Tarantino did a pass. Yeah, I think um, did Joss
1: Whedon do a pass on that? Uh,
0: I believe Joss Whedon did a pass. Mm. Uh, and um, the West Wing social network ghost named uh, completely... Aaron Sorkin There we go. One of my favourite screenwriters. I can't <laughs> remember <laughs> blooming name. Yes, that's quite. That's quite
1: a list. I do. I really do like that film. None of them are credited. No, no, they would not be. Well, I, I, if. if it, it's worth getting the D V D just to see the outtakes of Sean yes, Connery getting into a them. lift.
0: Yes. That is brilliant and, and it's and also of Ed Harris losing his rag with a touch <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And completely unbroadcastable on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. We're a family show. Yeah. Um
0: I watched uh, In Bruges the oh, night before I went to Bruges. I love that film. Yes. And we climbed the Belfry as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I we've we've spoken briefly off the off the podcast about maybe doing a, a section where we a film that we both love, that we know will never get featured. Yes, perhaps maybe once a month or, or yeah. every few weeks, we should we should pitch it to our listeners. And I think In Bruges could be a top contender for the first one. Well, not, um, right this, not right this, right now. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm
0: going to unofficially say right now, everybody listening to this who hasn't seen In Bruges, yeah. go and rent the DVD. Or Film Four showed it at least twice over Christmas. Yeah, so they're probably going to be showing it again yeah. in January. Yeah,
1: it's it's a masterclass in black comedy. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, uh,
1: what else did I watch? Uh, the, the Swedish version of the Girl with the
0: Dragon Tattoo.
1: Mm-hmm. I've seen that, uh, which uh, is it, it's good. Yes, um, it's, it's very, very good. I'm not sure how much I'd want to watch it because it's pretty brutal. And it's yeah, it's dark, kind of like
0: it's funny that there's a, there's a Fincher connection. It's like Seven. Yeah, it's a good film. I don't know if I want to watch it a second
1: time. I uh, see. I could watch. I, I could watch Seven repeated viewings. Not You're a paid, sick puppy though, aren't you? No, I'm not a sick puppy at all. I, could, I mean I could watch that you know on several viewings because it's a great thriller. I don't know, this um I don't know. I think it's good. I haven't I haven't got round to seeing the two sequels. It's just no, nor have I. I I'm put off by them. their
0: televisual nature because well, they were made for TV. They all were. Well the first one got a cinematic release in Sweden. It, it did as well. But
1: after each book was made into a two or two and a half hour TV film, and then each theatrical feature release was a cut down version of that right so they were made for tv first so they'll be the same style cinematic style as the as the first one hmm. um i i don't know if there is good adaptations or what have you i know my my parents have seen all of them i think they think they're all really good so
0: i was under the impression that the second two were lower budget <clears> and a <throat> bit crapper for like, i, don't, bit I don't i
1: don't know I, I would i would i'd be surprised hmm. um
0: mm-hmm. And the other two things I watched were um, JCVD.
1: Right. I've, I've, that, was, that was when I've, I was thinking of pitching you mm. uh, at some point on this podcast, but I wasn't sure, A, if you'd like it at all, because I know you're not a massive fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Not really. And B, I'm not sure if I like it enough to give it a really good pitch although mm. I think it's kind of worth watching because it's interesting uh,
0: yeah I feel the same about it um, I enjoyed it I like it but I don't know if I like it enough to I don't know if I like it enough that if you hadn't seen it I would pitch it to you does that make any sense? yeah, no, I yeah. Do, yeah it does it, trying to get the yeah. words in my head in the right order for that yeah. sentence
1: was quite the struggle yeah it's the sort of film that you wouldn't buy the DVD of unless it was about £3 yeah yeah. if you saw it and, you, and it had to be part of a deal you, you'd you think, oh yeah, I like that as well because you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of fun. However, if it's on
0: telly, loyal listeners, uh, yeah. watch it. There's there's plenty of fun stuff in it. The the cigarette scene is worth it. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. And finally, I watched uh, something I can't remember because my phone has switched off. Uh, time Crimes, which is a uh, odd Spanish time travel film. Okay. Um, about now, hang on. Let me see if I can do this there's a man and his wife have moved into a new house which they're renovating Yeah, and the man is sitting in the back garden um, with his binoculars and he spies something strange out in the forest uh, the the woods that their home backs onto Um, uh, and then he uh, the next time he looks he sees a girl fully clothed the next time he looks he sees the girl taking her top off and he's sort of transfixed until his wife kind of like snaps him out of his trance Uh, and when she leaves he goes off to investigate what he's seen Right. Uh, and gets stabbed in the arm by a uh, a man with his head wrapped in bandages, uh, uh, runs away from him, finds a scientific research facility in right. which there is uh, uh, a device that a scientist convinces him to hide into until the bandaged man has gone away. Right. That device is a time machine.
1: Right. Can and I, can he is I sent make back a wild... one hour. Right. Can I make okay. a wild stab in the dark that yep. the guy in the bandages is him, himself? Yes. Yeah.
0: But that's not the whole story of the film. It then continues from there as well. Okay. Uh, And the man in the bandages also goes back an hour.
1: Right. And you end up with
0: multiple iterations of this this same man running around trying to fix problems he himself is creating. Right. Yeah. It's interesting, Mm. and I enjoyed it, but not enough to pitch it to you. Right. Once again, if it's on telly, it's worth worth a look.
1: Okay. My, my list uh, I'll run through pretty quickly it's fairly conventional stuff sure um, I'll, I'll quickly read out the three movies that we that I actually talked about um, in the last episode uh, being Super 8 Transformers Dark of the Moon and uh, what else there's another one I can't remember um but we covered those last time so i just have to watch those again because i got them on blu-ray for christmas
0: yes you sent me a photo with a stack of stuff yeah. that was essentially your top five yes
1: yeah yeah out, out, my
0: friend gave me a copy of attack the block so i've got
1: one right out, out yeah out of the top five that i said last week i owned one which was senna and then i got the other, well, my wife and i got the other four for christmas which is pretty cool um we also watched die hard and die hard Two, die harder um simply because they're christmas movies Yes. Um I forgot that In Brute is a Christmas film as well. Oh it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um we watched Airport seventy seven. Yes. Uh which is just brilliant. Um, as you can imagine. Um it's a lot sillier than the airport that I pitched to you. Yes. Uh, but it's still worth watch. Again, I think I may I may pitch the a whole airport series as we go through. Okay. Um, uh, the reason we watched Airport 77 is because the night before, at like three or four in the morning, my wife and I discovered we couldn't get to sleep and ended up watching Tarring Inferno that was on telly. <laughs> and that was that brilliant as well. Have you seen that? Have you no. Seen, you haven't seen Tarring no, Inferno? No, no,
0: no, I was never one for disaster movies. All right,
1: I may I may pitch you Towering Inferno. Okay. Just because it's an immense cast. Yeah. I mean, it, it follows the formula that the airport set up, and it's an immense cast, and it, there's some... some Pretty impressive action and stuff in it. Uh-huh. Uh Watched the the Fugitive, which I hadn't seen since it came out. The
0: Harrison Ford, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones one.
1: Yeah, since it came, well, since it was Every available in the, house, in the video. doghouse so.
0: dog the whole house. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm, hip hop, R and B house. What? <laughs> no, what? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I don't know. Steak, Steakhouse. About. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so we watched that. <laughs> Doctor House MD.
1: We watched uh, Elf, another Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, watched I Love You Man again because that was on telly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched it Chris Fall which is one of my favourite films of all time I like that film as
0: well. you lent it to me I believe some time ago yeah yeah, absolutely yeah.
1: love it it's absolutely brilliant that might be another one if I if you feel strong enough about it we'll pitch it together to our audience
0: I think I need to watch it again okay. it has been. It was a few years ago yeah it's um,
1: a really good film yeah uh, so yeah that was a list of the stuff that I watched over Christmas mm-hmm. um, you know it's uh, <clears throat> we've got a stack of things still to watch um, yes I think this weekend I shall be watching uh, the Jurassic Park Trilogy Blu-ray nice. set that I got. So.
0: Jurassic Park is one of my favourite films. Yeah. I recorded a ridiculous amount of films onto my DVR over Christmas. Right. Um, just a massive amount. I don't, know, I, can't, I don't know if I could even name any of them, right. uh, but I know I've got a lot to watch eventually.
1: Okay, cool. Well, hopefully there'll be some in there that will come in handy for the podcast. Yes. And uh, speaking of which, shall we segue swiftly into uh, our reviews Yes, let's. Uh, which one would you want to start with? I get
0: the feeling we're going to have a longer talk about Primer.
1: I suspect so, too.
0: So we do Safety Last first and yeah, okay. not essentially get it out of the way, No, yeah, okay, but it's not that. then hanging over us yeah, while okay. we're talking about time travel. Right.
1: Should okay. I, I recap Safety Last quickly? Please, while okay. I find
0: my notes. Uh, apologies if there's any rustling.
1: Okay, so Safety Last is a 1922 film starring Harold Lloyd... It is the quintessential silent movie comedy, um, and it features one of the most recognised silent movie scenes of all time of Harold Lloyd climbing up the outside of a building, hanging onto a clock. Um, that's essentially all the reminder you really need. And let's find out what Karen thought of it.
0: <laughs> well, you're not going to give us any kind of plot or anything. Just, no. Well, okay, fine, fine.
1: You know, the, the, it's all about the ending, really. That film. So, yeah,
0: I guess it is. For yeah. uh, that final climbing, climbing yeah. scene. Yeah. So what did um, you
1: think? I'm I'm curious. It's great. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah, I love silent comedies. Excellent. Um I, I mentioned last week that I'm a big fan of Buster Keaton. Yeah. Um and I just hadn't got around to seeing any Harold Lloyd stuff. Right. Um but yeah, this is this is really good. Yeah. Um
1: I remember mentioning to you in my pitch that Harold Lloyd was one of the guys that kind of started to pull together the comedy, the stunts, the plot and all of that. And yeah. um it done, uh, he he did do that. It doesn't demonstrate it quite as much in this movie. There are very key sequences that are almost like comic sketches. Um, but there's some of his other films, um, like Girl Shy, is another one. Um,
0: that was on the same DVD. I didn't. I didn't yeah. watch anything other than Safety Love on no. the disc.
1: Um, yeah. So th- that one, and oh, there's another one as well. The kid. Which is mm-hmm. his, where he, he's like set in the Old West. Uh, and they're much more cohesive as films. Um, yeah. Th- and they've got slightly less in the way of sketches or stunts. Um, but I seem to remember there being a really, really good chase sequence in Girl Shy, I mm-hmm. think. Um, which is like a multi. It is almost like the Harold Lloyd silent, com- uh, silent comedy version of the. Um, sequences in uh, Quantum of Solace where James Bond does a chase in a car, on a boat, on a motorbike, on a foot, and he, like, he does every kind of motor transport yeah. sort of thing. Um, I, I'll have to. I might start rewatching some of the others because they're good. Mm. This was another one of those films. That I
0: didn't actually take an awful lot of notes on. It's right. more just like there's the occasional like childish scrawl on my piece of paper. Um, you said last week that the policeman didn't didn't have a name, right? I found it in no, the it credits. Didn't. Yes. Uh, he was played by a man called Noah Young. Oh,
1: right. There okay. you go. Excellent. Uh,
0: and there's one other credit ca- credited character. Oh, right. Only one other. And that's the floor walker in the. Yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't really talk about department much about him store. Mm. No. Um, he's an interesting guy. He's essentially um, Lloyd's character's nemesis, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not. I don't know what you'd equate him to in a modern department store.
1: No, well... He if you go w- to John
0: Lewis, I don't really have floor walkers. No, he would department be... Department
1: head? Yeah, he would be, like, a, the, the department head. Yeah. So it's his job to make sure that the customers are in the, in the right direction, and I suppose he, he's the manager of the sales clerks, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you
0: talked last week about the the filmmaking style. Yes. How in silent comedies there were no, never any camera movements. Yeah. There's quite a lot in this. Yeah. More than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two shots where Lloyd is trying to evade the policeman they walk back, he leads him over uh, to a shed, it looks like a shed in the middle of the road for some reason it's on a construction, construction site Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he kind of Points him inside to get him, get him out of the way. Yeah, locks the door, and as he goes to walk away, the policeman walks out the side door and follows him. Yeah, um, which is all done in a static shot. Mm-hmm. But then, as they walk away, there's a tracking shot. Yeah. that a uh, two tracking shots in fact mm-hmm. that show that Lloyd can see a second shadow coming up next yes. to him. Yeah, so that kind of thing was just wasn't done. No, yeah, and there's a big sweeping one where the mayhem at the uh, fabric desk. Yes, in the uh, which is the desk that uh, that Lloyd's character works on in the. Uh, I'm saying her uh, a lot. <laughs> in the department store. Yeah. Um, there's a big... Uh, it starts pretty close on him and a couple of customers at the desk and yeah. pulls back and around to show the sheer amount of women jumping up and down hollering and waving bits of fabric at him and yeah. him trying, to, trying yeah. to keep... That whole scene, that's great. There's loads mm. of gags in that. Yeah. Uh, one of my favourite probably... Uh, probably being him tidying up his hair in the reflection in a bald man's
1: face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, if you think about the uh, the technical feat of that, yeah, I- you know, in in 1922, that that was probably one of the most complicated shots of the movie. Probably one of the most complicated shots that had ever been attempted in cinema. Oh, well, probably. Yeah. One of my favourite gags in that whole sequence is when uh, he's trying to get a piece of cloth to a little old lady. Oh, yes. Uh, and she's, she's miles away and she can't get to the front of the queue. Uh, so he, he, you know, a title card comes up and he says, Oh, who dropped that $50 bill? And all, all the women just go down to the floor to try and scrabble for this uh, non existent f- bill. And he just kind of leans over and hands it to her. Yes. And it's just, it's a nice little uh, touch and the timing of it is quite beautiful. It's just,
0: uh, it's sight gag after sight gag. Yeah. I love things like. Um Hiding in their own coats, in oh, the corner yeah. to avoid the landlady, yeah. uh, and then uh, him to get his to get his flatmate out of the one chair they own between them, so he can sit down. He knocks on knocks on the wall, <laughs> yeah. like it's the landlady coming back, and his yeah. mate gets up, runs, and jumps into the coat again. <laughs> yeah. And Lloyd takes his seat.
1: Yeah. yeah, there are some there are some great little sight gags, and uh, I like I like the way they you know he he writes uh, kick me on the back of the policeman then uh, he writes it backwards uh, yeah. on the wall in chalk yeah. and knocks the policeman into, into it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is a, it's one of those. Things and then leans himself <laughs> against it him yeah. by mistake. Yeah,
1: it's one of those. Those. Uh, I think that's one of the things that Harold Lloyd and Buster, Buster Keaton were particularly good at is finding a find a really unique series of events to create something that sh- should essentially be quite straightforward. Yeah, um, but. well it's a straightforward act that is in that situation impossible so that they find a convoluted way to to achieve it I think they they both do it really Mm -hmm. really well Um, I'm glad you've covered things that aren't the epic famous building climb because I I think
0: I was going to say that has its whole separate section in my notes but that whole separate section amounts to six words so right. carry on
1: well yeah I was just going to say that I think it you know it's a sh- it's almost a shame that the rest of the film gets overshadowed by it even though this sequence is utterly brilliant
0: there's plenty of good stuff that comes before that sequence exactly
1: yeah yeah, yeah I think uh, the, this sequence for me I mean no matter how many times I watch this film, there's one moment that my heart is racing. I her. wonder if it's the same one that did it for me. I suspect it is. Where he's swinging by his ankle from a rope? No, it's really? not that. No, That terrified me. <laughs> no. The bit that really gets me is when he's, he's on the outside of the building and some decorators have got a plank and they shove it out the window and into his chest and it knocks him backwards and he grabs... He grabs the end of the plank mm. and he's leaning out at like a forty-five degree angle to the building still with his feet on the building, on the building yeah, yeah. and holding onto the little plank. That yeah. just terrifies me. I don't know why that particularly, but it really freaks me out. I'm mm. just like, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not great with heights anyway, mm. but it, yeah.
0: There's loads of little gags in that sequence. I uh, I really like things like uh, where he's attacked by the pigeons. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, a, a child a few stories up knocks a a bag of grain, I don't know why the children were eating grain (laughs) uh, onto his hat uh, and he's then mobbed by pigeons and he's trying to climb while being attacked by pigeons Um, uh,
1: the whole whole sequence with the dog (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, there's some, yeah, there's some utterly brilliant bits, and I think it's one of those, you know, describing these sight gags, mm. you've just got to go and watch it. On, My favourite you know. is the one where you get to see, insi-
0: inside first you get to see a man having his photo taken.
1: He's Against a <laughs>
0: yes. uh, backdrop, uh, 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 and he's posing, he's got a gun, and he's crouched down and he's posing with a gun. posing like a cowboy, isn't it? <laughs> kind of, yeah. 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 And the, the photographer's doing a test, and yeah, it all looks great, and he puts his, uh, puts his powder on the flash, yeah. um, and... Uh, at the moment Harold uh, Lloyd climbs up the building and he's still trying to, uh, he's still trying to get to his friend who's yeah. supposed to shake off the policeman and then they'll swap places and oh, his totally. friend will continue the yeah. climb uh, and he climbs up to this floor, opens the window at the moment the flash goes off and is yeah. confronted by what he thinks is a man <laughs> shooting at him yeah.
1: it is utterly brilliant what, now what did you think of the final gag of the film? I think I would
0: have enjoyed it more if you hadn't pointed it really? out to me because oh, okay. I knew it was coming. Yeah, and you can kind of tell what it's going to be before it
1: happens. Right? As well. Okay, because I, I wasn't sure whether to mention it or not. Yeah. So, and it was one of those things. It's just like because I don't think I noticed it the first time I watched it. I think I just, it just See, now I'm by. wondering if I would have if you hadn't well, this mentioned is, it. Well, that's the thing, because yeah. I wanted you to see it, so that's why I was yeah. a bit torn as to whether you would see it or not. But it's yeah. very clever. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: and Jackie Chan pays homage to that as well. Oh, really? In I a didn't very bad film called The Myth, in the best scene of a bad film called oh, okay. The Myth. He's I have so. He's having a, well, a typical Jackie Chan run away from the bad guys and punch them in the face occasionally as you do kind of chase and fight and winds up in a glue factory. Right on the conveyor belt with the glue all spread out on it. Okay. And the fight continues uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a whole clever sequence of their feet keep getting stuck to the thing so he has to take his shoe off right. to continue fighting and then he accidentally puts his foot down so he has to take his sock off right? Uh, and things like um, like sticking, uh, pushing people down and sticking their shirts to it so they have to unbutton their shirts to get back up <laughs> right. to continue fighting him and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I might find a link to that. It's, don't watch the whole film, everybody. It's rubbish. Just All watch right. that scene. Okay. I'd quite like to see that. Um, yeah. Why weren't you freaked out by the swinging from the rope one?
1: I don't know. That didn't freak me out so much. Really? Yeah. I think... Because I went, oh, God! When I, saw that. <laughs> I just... Uh, I don't know why that, that doesn't... I mean, it's a terrifying and brilliant stunt. Mm. And I'll, I'll quickly mention how they did the climb sequence.
0: Yeah, you did say you had yeah. some
1: kind of well basically insight. Well, basically what they did was... There was no way they were going to get Harold Lloyd to just climb up the side of a building because they couldn't do that. So what they decided to do was find three buildings that they could go onto the roof of, build a, a, a very short facade of a building, and then have the, the, the same background. Uh, so that basically the, the building that Harold Lloyd climbs doesn't really exist. It's only like a floor and a half worth of facade that's sitting on top of a building and then what they did was they put a crash mat underneath that or it was like a netting or trampoline kind of thing whatever passed for a
0: crash mat in 1922 well exactly
1: yeah yeah. Um, the thing is though they did a safety test which you wouldn't think they would actually bother with in those days right Um, and this was on the middle building and they were nine stories up on the roof and they got up the facade and they dropped a dummy that was representative of Harold Lloyd in terms of weight and what have you and it fell down onto the mat on the roof, bounced, and fell nine stories to the Oops. ground. <laughs> but that didn't stop them carrying on. Huh. And they just used that same method. So they basically... It was a series of facades, and then the ones, you, the shots you see from afar of Harold Lloyd on the outside of an actual building where you can see the whole building, uh, he's actually doubled by the human fly Bill Struthers. Okay. Oh, is it Struthers? Smothers? Struthers. Um, Struther. Struther, singular. right. Um... So, yeah, so they they kind of had him doubled then. Um, But it was a fascinating and very creative way of achieving what they needed to do in a slightly safe environment, even though it really actually wasn't. No, it's not that safe at all, no. Because, I mean, he wasn't tied on. Controlled,
0: perhaps, but not necessarily safe. Yeah,
1: and the only other thing they did is if you look very closely, there are small handholds on the actual outside of the building. Oh, so okay. he can curl his fingers in a little bit just to give him a bit more purchase. All eight of them? Yeah, all eight mm-hmm. of them. So that's all they did, was they gave him those little handholds and then just moved him a little bit back from the edge. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, How it's, he it's, survived? I, I know, I don't know. I, I, I might see if... Th- he did another short film where he did a load of stunts on a semi-constructed skyscraper. And you know, like you see cartoons of people walking over I beams that are on... Swinging on cranes and stuff, yes, yeah. He did yeah. loads of that for real. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll see if I can find it, okay? Um, because it's that is also terrifying but brilliant.
0: Now, there's one thing in this film that stuck out to me, okay? Is it's,
1: it a plot flaw? No, right? Is it something that doesn't make sense
0: a little bit, right? <laughs> it's one shot, yeah. Um there's no explanation before, there's uh-huh. no explanation after, there's no title card to go with it. Right. There's a man who looks very much like Stan Laurel sitting fiddling with his bow tie in the way Stan Laurel would do. Really? Yes. Where did he's that in that come? He's in, he's in one of the department store sequences. I think there's a woman talking to him or shouting at him. And right. He's sitting fiddling with his bow tie in that trademark nervous Stan Laurel way. It looks just like him.
1: I've never noticed that.
0: I'm not a Laurel and Hardy expert. I don't no. know what years they were active. I don't know uh, if it is Stan Laurel. I, I don't think, know if it's I a think gag li- at the expense of Laurel and Hardy that goes unexplained that would have been uproarious to the people of the day. It might be. I think that, uh,
1: again, it's my wife who really, lo- who really loves Laurel and Hardy and we've got the massive box set of all their films and I think they were making silent comedies, shorts and things around the same time as... Yeah. Those guys. I think that was slight slightly after Charlie Chapman and Buster Keaton. That's what I thought. Not, not by much. Only by, like, two or three years, mm. possibly. I don't know. Research uh, required. Yeah, I know. I'll, we'll look into that. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. But safety last. Uh, it's available
0: for free in its entirety, at the very least semi-legally on YouTube. Uh, we yeah. provided the link in the blog. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen it, well, uh, go and have a look on the blog mm-hmm. uh, in the episode... Five link dump yep uh, and
1: click on it and watch Safety Last because it's a five star classic silent comedy it is absolutely fantastic so having dealt with Safety Last and the 1920s silent movie let's move forward in time to your sci-fi time travel very bizarre. good I know it's quite good at this isn't yeah. it and what's even more amazing is I just made that up <laughs> um, not planned at all um Yeah, let's move on to Primer, because I think this is going to take a little bit of discussion and it's kind of interesting. Now, this is an exceptionally complicated film. Yes. So I don't know if it's worth trying to recap the plot.
0: Shall I... I, I, Tell you what, let me do it very simply. If you
1: you can do it really, really, like, in a sentence and a half,
0: then do it. Two men accidentally invent a time machine and use it.
1: Yeah, right, that works. Yeah, good. Okay, um... This is going to be one of those films that I'm going to have trouble explaining why I like it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not the problems I have with it, but the issues I can see with it. Okay, um, and then and it's nothing to do with the plot of the film. Well, it, it kind of is, but it, I'll try and explain as
0: best I Go can. Go for it. Just stream of consciousness. Okay. Consciousness. Just speak at me.
1: Okay, so it's a great sci-fi film. Uh, if you if you're into interesting sci-fi film or if you're just interested in science it's worth watching this film there's a whole lot
0: of science before you get to the fiction
1: there is yes um the biggest problem with the film is also the most commendable aspect of it okay and that is that the director and writer and star an editor, and, and, editor and, composer, and composer, yeah, exactly. And I can't remember what
0: else he did. I read, I, I saw it, watched it again uh, last night.
1: Yeah, and, he uh, did pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't compromise on simplifying or, for lack of a better phrase, dumbing down the s- the science and the story and what mm-hmm. have you. And I think that is, I think it's fantastic that someone will go out and they'll make a science fiction film where the science holds up and. You know, as much as it can do, uh, and doesn't compromise on the level of dialogue and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that's brilliant that people do it. The only problem is, I have a suspicion that this film would have been slightly. Possi- I don't know if better is the right word. More accessible? Certainly more accessible. Mm. But I think this could have led on to, you know, I mean, they, they could have made this a really. not a hit but like a, a bigger movie than it was. Okay. If it had had a simple scene where they explain the science in an analogy, a very simple analogy. Okay. So there, a, there is a scene where um, one of them explains the science of the time travel to the other by drawing a little diagram, but they still use very heavy science-laden dialogue, and they don't really compromise on that at all. So unless you're paying strict attention... I mean, I watched... I watched the film all the way through once and then just before we started I kind of refreshed myself in the far first half hour because that's where all the heavy science is yeah. and um, it wasn't until that second viewing that I really kind of really got it to its fullest extent, well, not its fullest extent but as much as I needed to Okay. so I, th- I think it's a film where you have to commit to it a lot Yes, I think
0: so. If your mind wanders at any point, yeah, there's plenty to miss.
1: I can imagine a lot of people would turn this off in the first ten minutes, which is yes. a real shame it's yes. a because it is a very good film mm. um and I th- like I say, if you really like science and science fiction, definitely watch it. Mm. Um, it was only made for seven thousand dollars, yes, and that does show to some extent it's as stylishly shot as it can be and The the thing they scrimped the money on was the sound. There's a lot of bad ADR and stuff like that. But then that's to be expected because it is a very cheap movie, and I'm not you know that's not a bad thing. It's just a statement of fact more than anything else. But I just can't help I can't help but think it could have been I don't know something bigger. You know they I I hate to say it, but it's one of those things where if they'd had a a Hollywood producer that had kind of put them under the thumb a little bit to make it a bit more accessible, whether it might have actually been to its benefit. But then you would have you would have lost his vision, which I think is a shame. It's, yeah. it's, it's, if anything, it's the, the quintessential problem with Hollywood, is that if you have artistic license, you make a great film that no one sees. Mm. But if someone puts money behind you and you make it so that everyone can understand it, it's probably not that good. Yeah. So it, it's it's really difficult. I mean, I, I I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. But you've got to really concentrate on it more than once. Yes. To get the most out of it.
0: I think... I. Yeah I think it's a film That needs to be watched Seen more than once Yeah I finished watching it Again last night And I want to watch it Again today Yeah I want to I want to keep watching it Supposedly You should also Watch it on DVD Which neither of us did Right With uh, The director's commentary Right Watch it again With the cast and crew Commentary Because there's more Details in that And especially Watch it with the Subtitles on Okay Because there are Little things In background dialogue As well yeah, that
1: supposedly the, adds. Yeah, to it. Yeah, and I can imagine with the audio mix that could get lost because yes. you know it's not a big glossy Hollywood audio mix where yeah. all the right bits are defined. It's you know, uh, but like I say, it, yeah, if you if if you really do enjoy sci-fi and stuff like, that, you have to watch it. It's a good film and it, it is it's an intelligent thriller. It does hold together. It does make sense. Uh, you know, and there are bits of it. That, I mean, I I I say there should be a simple analogy. I tell you what, even. Even if there's one scene where they say, "Think of all the, you know, all the applications we realised all the applications that this device could have, it could be used for transport, it could be used for something else, something else, something else." But they don't say how in any way. And if there'd been one instance of how that could work,
0: yeah, I think you also, know what I mean? You're also hitting upon a budgetary limitation there as well.
1: Well, no, I mean, it could have been one li- line of dialogue that, mm. that was just like, you know, you know, like, oh, this this device could mean that Maglev trains would be twenty percent more efficient anything like that you sure. can go, okay. you can go yeah, oh, oh right now i can now i can tell all oh, right this is how this device could be used in the real world hmm. and uh, and it's what that that was the slight little thing that was missing for me because you need that connection with an audience where they can they can suddenly feel this can say i don't know if this is i patronising or not but you need to make that point where your audience understands something and makes them feel smarter because they've suddenly got it Yes, and this doesn't do that at all. You've got to really—it's like you've got to do your homework to to watch it. Almost, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that might be a bit I also harsh. I
0: also I also think that at various points, I had that feeling you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you do have that feeling, but it's there's not that kind of there's not that moment where you kind of really lock into it. Mm. and and, and I think that what you're talking about is probably an accumulation of moments and if you miss one of those then that's it It, it's kind of like lots of pieces to a puzzle you've got to make sure you've got absolutely every single one Mm. and if you don't then it becomes a mess and I can see why people might get disengaged with it yeah which I think is a shame and I I don't know I don't know I, I don't that shouldn't be a criticism because it is a very intelligent film and it and it keeps its, its you know keeps any, its level high
0: anybody who thinks inception is intelligent sci-fi needs to go and watch primer
1: yeah absolutely uh, yeah, i, I mean it, i haven't seen inception but i know what it's about and what have you
0: you're not going to get it pitched on this show because i don't like it right, i don't yeah. think it's as smart as it thinks it is and i right. don't think it's as smart as was pushed down our throats upon release yeah primer is intelligent sci-fi
1: No, oh, absolutely yeah i totally agree and i think people should watch it and I, you know but i can i could understand why people who, who are well mo, mo, most people who go and see movies in the cinema or watch watch a dvd rent a dvd or what have you i think i i don't know if they'll i don't know if this there's enough of a hook unless you're really committed I definitely,
0: I definitely agree that it is you know it's a film for quite a limited audience yeah absolutely my mum won't watch this no but she might watch Inception
1: yeah yeah I don't think she'd understand either sorry mum um. <laughs> nice um. see I know the interesting thing is I think that my, my wife who didn't watch this with me mm. would actually really enjoy it mm. but Getting a hook to start with would be Yeah, I, 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 okay. I could imagine if I put this on and within the first 10 minutes she'd be like, I'm bored of this. Hmm. Because, you know, I, I don't know, I just get that feeling that she wouldn't get in, engaged with it. And that's not to say she wouldn't get it or sure. what have you. It's just it's not very dynamic in the... No, no, Do that's I mean? You know, you've got to really... It
0: takes a while to get going. Yeah,
1: so you've got you have... I did the, say
0: the first 20 minutes are borderline impenetrable. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, and they are. I think you've got, you You, you know... You but could, you can't
0: just jump in at the 21-minute mark. No, you need to have exactly, those 20 minutes yeah, beforehand. Yeah, 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 and, and it's just... Much, much like the time travel device itself.
1: Yeah, well, this is the thing, is that, um, again, one of the very commendable, you know, things that was set up for this was... I want this, you know. The director said, "I want this to be as confusing and disorientating for the viewer as it is to the people who are going through the time travel and the multiple iterations and yes. trying to keep track of everything." Yeah, you know, it's a disorientating event, series of events to go through. So therefore, it should be for the audience. Mm. And I and I see that as well. But I still think you need to kind of throw the audience a bit of a structure, and sure. which there, there is. But you know what I mean? There's, there's got to be that something they can cling on to, to to go, you know, sure to go with it.
0: How much of it do you think you understood? Because I said when I pitched it to you last week, I'm pitching you a film I don't truly understand. Yeah, and, and I, now I've watched it a second time, I understand more, but I still think there's bits I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I th- yeah, I think you're right. I think that um, unless you've got qualifications in physics, yeah, there are bits you're never going to understand. Um, like, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about proper details here. Yeah, yeah. There's enough you can glean to kind of vaguely get what they're doing. Um, what do they do to 40 year old engineers <laughs> I just uh, it's just I don't know there are some bits that get very confusing with the iterations at the end and the events that happen yes. so yeah, yeah I, d- I don't know I couldn't give you a percentage on how much I understood because sure. it's, it's kind of a two pronged thing you know pro- probably like 70% maybe I don't know that's that's a pass Yeah. I that's alright yeah, it's difficult. Um you know, watching the first half hour again, you mm. start to get the science a bit more. Yeah. Um but like I say, uh, if um if if I'd had that good analogy, sure. At some point in the film, you you can then engage in that dense heavy dialogue. Yeah. After that, after you've had that moment, you can then get it and, and go in. And it, I, for me, that just wasn't quite there. But then to say, you know, I'm not saying that is a bad thing because it's a very intelligent sci-fi movie. And you know, if you if you really know your physics, I'm sure you'd love it. I spent a bit of time
0: today on the uh, the official forum, right for uh, for Primer, yeah. um, which has been uh, has been closed. It's locked. You can't. There's okay. no more posting. So it's read only. Right. Um, and there's a whole slew of theories on there, mm-hmm. onto how, uh, even down to the number of Aves and Aaron's that are running around in the film at the end. Yeah. What what number the final ones you get to see are? Right. What times and days these various, all these various events occur? Yeah. Um. Uh. Talking about the gunman, uh-huh. who is not explained very well.
1: No. Uh, yeah uh, Um, this this is the thing I think um, what I would find really really fascinating is that if there are any people who listen to the podcast who want a challenge watch this movie and let us know what you think yes because it's the one I'm most intrigued to find out what people think about and uh, what what I'm really keen to know is is this too intelligent to be a wide big release movie like, if they made this film for $30 million uh, with the same sort of level of script and stuff, but they just upped the production value... With
0: Nicolas Cage and John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. if it was a big story, yeah. but,
1: but they didn't change it. A word of dialogue, yeah. would it be a massive success? Or would they have to simplify certain elements to make it that success? That's what I'm really intrigued yeah, about. Yeah, sure. Um, because that, I think, is the key to this movie. Sure. Um, so I'd be fascinated to know what anyone out there thinks of it.
0: Well... We have our first piece of listener interaction, right? We do. Uh, our good friend Phil Austin
1: yeah.
0: uh, sent me his review. Uh, mm. Phil says, right. "I found Primer interesting, despite it seeming at times like a John Cassavetes film, and I hated those. Right. <laughs> Downsides: no really likable characters, annoying music, which I don't agree with, overly right. wordy, which I do agree with, and a bit dull in parts. Right. Upside: intriguing premise, love the ending.
1: Right." I I would say that's a pretty good review, considering you sent it to me on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's it's definitely um, a challenging movie. Mm. Right. I, I know it sounds like I've probably not given the best kind of reaction to this movie. Sure. Um, I really did like it, and I do think it's worth watching. But it, you know, it it's just a weird one. That's the only way to sum it up. I can't. You know, it's just it's odd, and it's worth kind of checking out
0: i think it's a film that a bunch of people need to watch and then talk about together yeah because i'm also trying not to give out any plot spoilers here because the,
1: the yeah
0: the least you know about this film the better
1: i would totally agree with that yeah yeah And I, I just think it's one i think we've got you know our, if our, if anyone listening can get a hold of a copy and, and watch it, it do so and then talk to us about it via twitter or facebook or whichever means you you deem fit um but I'll move on to my pitch for this week.
0: Okay. Um, no fancy segue this week. I am disappointed. No, I got three
1: last week. Yeah, no, no fancy segue this week. Although quite interestingly, I stumbled across this film much in the same way that you stumbled across Primer. See, that could have been your segue. Well, it kind of is. Okay. If you let me finish it. All right. All right. <laughs> um, my wife and I decided. I decided what film to pitch you, and it's one that we thought we'd we'd watch together, and we were getting ready to. to sit down and watch it and she got a phone call from a friend she hasn't spoken to for a long time so she went oh I'll go and have this phone call so she went off and I thought Oh, you know I don't know how long she's going to be and then I ended up thinking well perhaps I'll I'll start watching Primer so I watched Primer um and she still hadn't finished her phone call long phone
0: call short movie
1: yeah yeah exactly long phone call short movie but it gets worse because the phone call continued and I watched uh Initial D that, Which is a uh, ja- I'm not sure if it's Japanese, Korean Or Hong Kong It's a It's, it's kind a of a weird Mix of the three It's a Hong Kong film Of Japan. a Japanese anime That's right yeah. So I watched that Okay uh, I'm not going to pitch it to you Because it's alright It's not great Still have to come I off. still remember the hilarious Danny Dyer rip off
0: Rip off <laughs> voice On
1: the UK trailer <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's why
1: sir <laughs> it, um, So I finished watching that Still not off the phone And then I happened to Stumble across a film That I'd seen a trailer for and uh, I thought that looks really interesting. So I thought I will just watch the first five minutes to see if it is actually worth continuing with the film. Okay. Um, and she finally joined me fifteen minutes before the end of that film.
0: <laughs> she hadn't seen this film for a friend for a long no, no, time. No, like a she?
1: long phone call. Okay. Um,
0: After this build-up, it better be good.
1: <laughs> it, it, well, this one, I think, is. Uh, I'm, I picked it because it's it's going uh, it's going to challenge your. Um, your 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 problem with things happening and not happening for a reason. Right. Um it's a really simple premise. Mhm. Serial killer comes to town, starts killing people, sheriff's trying to find out why. Okay? All the killings happen via telekinesis. Right? And people's heads explode. Right. Which you will see, it's not uh, it, it's a little bit gory in places, but nothing horrible.
0: I've seen scanners. I've yeah, seen exactly. Yeah, so it's not—it's not,
1: it's not like really difficult to watch. Okay, cool. Um, but it's a little bit weird because on a nearby mountainside is the audience watching the film, whilst it's happening live with binoculars, and every now and then you cut back to them, and they're watching the film. And trying to find it, figure out what's going on. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, but and the sheriff knows that they're there, but nobody else does. So, so he'll interact with people like, come on, we got to keep, we got to keep, we got to keep going because they're, you know, they're watching. And they're like, what are you talking about? And uh, so it all gets very kind of odd from that perspective. And I forgot to mention that the serial killer is actually a car tire, rubber. Yes. Okay. Now,
0: I was at the Cannes Film Festival yeah. uh, when this was being uh, lauded and fated as the must-see movie of Cannes. Yeah. I want to see this. It, it's, I, on my, it's on my list of
1: things to watch. I watched this film and I didn't stop smiling from the moment it started. Okay. It, it is so silly, yet brilliant. It's the sort of thing that... It's only 70 minutes long. Yeah, I think it just about gets away with being that long. It's the sort of film that might actually be at its best as a half-hour short, but this Twilight is Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, this this is. I mean, it is good. Um, it's interestingly shot, um, and I'll talk about that when we review it. Sure. Um, it is really weird, but what amused me right at the beginning was. You know, we've we've had this ongoing conversation about the fact that things happen in films for no reason, and you find that particularly annoying, irksome. Yes. yes. Well, the film starts <laughs> with the sheriff's car driving up a road, and there's a line of chairs in it, and he goes out of his way to knock over every single chair. He then gets out, walks up to the gathered audience who are waiting to, 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 for the start of the film, gets a glass of water from his his uh, uh, deputy walks up and gives them a speech about why do things happen in films for no reason <laughs> he have then, you just sent me this film to mock me yeah and then he then finishes that speech tips the glass of water on the floor and gets in the car and they go back to town and then the film starts for for real um and it's just it, it's a, uh, you know for people that know me and obviously you've known me for a long time that Since going back to our more creative short filmmaking days, I've always had a little notebook with loads of really weird ideas in and any odd thing that pops into my head I'll write down. This film could come directly out of that book. I've seen the inside of that book. It's right on my wavelength in terms of odd. Absurdist humour. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what you think of it, Uh, and if you find... I, I, it's one of those things I think because it, it does address the fact that things happen for no reason you'll mm. probably accept it and find it entertaining but it'll be interesting to see what you think of it um, it's a very odd film
0: I'm glad you've pitched this to yeah. me because uh, uh, it's something I've been meaning to watch uh, yeah. since I heard about it in Cannes and yeah. I wasn't able to go and see it there yeah. uh, and I saw it uh, uh, pop up somewhere recently where it would be available for me to watch in possibly a streaming or DVD rental format.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, well, that's how I, I saw it on uh, my lovely uh, film streaming service to my generic games console. Sure. And uh, I, I am actually very tempted to go and buy the Blu-ray at this film. Okay. Uh, if I think it's on... I'm assuming... It must be on Blu-ray. Um, I Because I, 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 it's just really silly, and i really enjoyed it. And I, Like I said, it just made me smile, because it's just utterly stupid. I shall attempt to watch it at my earliest convenience. <laughs> yes. Okay. So... What have you got for me this week? you
0: i have been incredibly lazy right you you're getting the film
1: that i was going to pitch you last week but <laughs> right. primer pushed aside okay fair, enough. that's all right um see i i was actually because i wasn't sure if you hadn't seen primer or not so i actually prepped two films the film that my wife and i were gonna watch mm-hmm. and then didn't we actually did watch and mm-hmm. i've written notes for which i've got but i just well thought, there you are yeah.
0: then you you've if you if you've got a uh, a slack week
1: yeah yeah well i think i'm going to do that one for you next week because it's Fine. one that i've wanted to do for a while okay lovely um,
0: back in episode one, mm-hmm. we talked about um, It Man. Yes, starring Donnie Yen. Yes, directed by Wilson Yip. Yes, here is a film mm-hmm. starring Donnie Yen. Yes, directed by Wilson Yip.
1: All right, um, I might be
0: able to guess what this is. Actually. You might be able to. I'm pi- not pitching it to you because I think it's a good film.
1: Okay,
0: it's an all right film. It's not bad. It's yeah. a bit work a day. Okay. Um, I, uh, we said when we started this podcast, yeah. there were many reasons that we could pitch films to one another. Yeah. And I am pitching this to you because of one scene. Okay. The final fight scene. Right. It's Flashpoint. Yes. Um, uh, I'll, do, I'll do a plot synopsis for anybody who cares. Okay. Um, uh, Donnie Yen plays uh, a cop. Um, he's a good cop. He gets results, but his methods are brutal that's essentially it okay um interesting yeah there's some stuff with a bloke who's undercover right um and that kind of business yeah it's it's pretty standard hong kong cop fare if you've seen some john woo movies it's not as good as those right you know there's a there's a whole kind of like hong kong cop yeah it's not it's it's not gonna be the killer
1: or hard-boiled or no it is not and it's not police story that kind of thing
0: no um I said I'm going to pitch it to you just for one scene. But there is one other standout scene. Right. Which I would just say is the most tense scene you will ever see involving a roast chicken. (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to say anything more. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. Fine. Um, The scene I'm pitching it for, as I said, is the final fight scene. Yeah. Which is about seven and a half minutes long. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there's a big like multi-man gun battle beforehand. Right. And it comes down to... Donnie Yen's character And the main bad guy Yeah Um And this fight Runs the gamut Of combat styles Okay Which is why I like it Um There's Typical kind of Hong Kong movie fight style Yeah So the kind of That kind of Martial arts style There's Muay Thai Right There's western boxing Okay Pro wrestling right? Right Uh MMA Judo And just outright opportunism Right Uh and I think it's one of the... Uh, there was a time when Hong Kong action movies were the best action movies in the world. Absolutely, yeah. They had these amazing mm. fight sequences. Yeah. Um, occasionally aided only by the old hidden wire. Yeah. And then things kind of got a bit silly once they discovered these magic things called computers. Yeah. In which they could, they could use to use crap special effects to quote-unquote enhance their fight scenes. Yeah. And things kind of went downhill. Yeah. This is a real throwback to... Oh, that's good. ...that style of fight but updating it as well at the same time to incorporate these more modern techniques is slightly out of place because it's set in 1996 right Um, and in 1996 MMA was not as prominent or well known as it is in 2012 yeah um Ultimate Fighting Championships did exist yeah. But it was in a very different form to the way it exists today And was certainly not the global phenomenon that it is today Yeah um, So there's kind of It's kind of anachronistic in that mm-hmm. In that sense I mean apart from uh, Apart from the size of people's mobile phones Right <laughs> the, There's not much to say that this is 1996 Excellent Okay um, Yeah Yeah if anybody wants to play along I'm just going to stick a link to this fight scene on YouTube yeah absolutely uh, on, on the blog because yeah. um, I know it's there because that's where I initially saw it mm-hmm. uh, I'll also stick a link to the trailer in case anybody's interested enough to watch the whole film
1: yeah
0: um so that's about it, really. Yeah, it's well,
1: good because if one you up.
0: can't be asked, just skip to chapter nineteen on <laughs> your. On okay. your uh, I know you've got the Blu-ray. Yeah, I do have so the Blu-ray. I just skip to chapter it, yeah. nineteen, which is the, the big end uh, dust up, okay. uh, and enjoy. Yeah, no, I've I watched it twice.
1: I've I've been meaning to watch this film for ages, and now I've got a perfect excuse to do so.
0: Well, uh, I think we've outstayed our welcome. Absolutely. So uh, let's do the plugs and the thanks. Uh, thank you very much to Ubi Productions uh, for the lovely studio in which we sit. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter media for all their technical expertise uh, and in particular Alexei Imam who is our, our bridge to the internet our, how our witterings get to your ears
1: absolutely, um, the man's a genius
0: he is a very hairy genius <laughs> he is. if you want to uh, get in touch with us uh, we have our blog which is bit.ly slash hyspodcast you can leave comments there um, we have a facebook page which is facebook.com slash have you seen podcast, we're on twitter at hyspodcast uh and i suppose if your comments are too long to fit on any of those you could email us yeah uh our email address which i'm struggling to remember i haven't got a clue oh good uh, let's <laughs> if I get this right then yeah. uh hyspodcast at com. excellent so uh if you're planning to watch any of the films we've talked about uh feel free to uh Send us your missives via any of those electronic communications methods. I'm not giving you my phone number, that's just rude. I don't <laughs> no. want somebody
1: ringing me up at three in the morning saying I don't understand Primer. <laughs> yeah. You can send that to us in an email. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, we should probably, I think somewhere we need to collate a list of the films we've covered.
0: That's something I have planned for the blog, but just haven't had time to yeah. do yet. There's things and stuff yeah, I want I mean, to kind of add to the blog, that yeah. I just haven't got around to yet. Yeah, we should do that. I might be it? Able, uh, put it in, could put in a Facebook note as well on the Facebook
1: page. Yeah, and, and we, I mean, we can then let people can comment on those when we get them finally up. But we'll keep you updated on when and where we put them and do them.
0: Yes. Um,
1: is there anything else?
0: Nah. All right. Should we go home? Yeah. Lovely. Bye. Bye.